Good morning. Welcome. Happy Christmas. It's good to see you all here. And it's great to be worshipping God this Christmas morning. We plan to get together at half past six this evening to worship God and sing his praises again. So you'll be very welcome to join us for that. And um, in the middle of all this Christmas busyness, I suspect our family isn't alone, where at some point during the celebrations, someone will get a book out or get given a book or get given a quiz of something like Incredible But True. And there are facts, most of which are completely useless, which are incredible but are true. And sometimes I think we don't perhaps get enough of that at Christmas. Not silly facts which don't mean anything at all. But I was um, helping clean out our animals yesterday. And it came on to rain. And it wasn't very pleasant. And you think, isn't it incredible but true that the God who made everything came down from heaven where everything's perfect to here where everything isn't. And we're going to be singing about the one who was born, who was the king of angels. And it's not really incredible that a mighty God can do anything. But it is incredible that he loved us enough to come. So our first carol is going to be rejoicing that he came. And we're encouraged to sing, as, we, we're, as, as the music starts, we're going to be singing, O Come All Ye Faithful. And after that, Tim's got our first Bible reading. <laughs>
Our first reading is from Matthew chapter 2 and verses 1 to 12, the visit of the wise men. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men came from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it, when it rose, and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is, it is written by the prophet, And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for you shall come a, from, from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way. And behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him <coughs> gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. Thanks, Tim. Well, we're going to sing again, and we're going to sing, As with gladness, men of old, did that guiding star behold. So when the music starts, let's join the sing. <laughs> Oh 
pray. Our Father God, we do thank you that we are able to come and pray to the God who made everything, the God who is holy. And we've just been singing about that heavenly country which is bright and full of glory, which each one of your children can look forward to going to. Where there will be no more sorrow, no more sadness, no more tears, no more pain, no more sin, no more regrets. Yeah, Lord, we we know that we live in an earth which is so different and we pray that you'll give us faith to, to grasp hold of the fact that there is a glorious future. But we pray that we will know the peace, that, that sense of wholeness, that sense of belonging to you, even amongst the muck and dirt and joys and sorrows of our life here. Oh Lord, we, we pray for, especially for Christians who are going through really hard times. Oh Lord, we think at this time of year of Bethlehem, and we pray for those who know and love you, those, those Arab Christians in, in Bethlehem where life is very hard for them. They are oppressed. They, they are persecuted. Oh Lord, we pray that they will know the peace of knowing you. We pray that too for those who love you in Iran. Oh Lord, we thank you that there are many. We thank you that many are finding peace and joy and freedom in knowing you, even though it's forbidden and the penalties are harsh. Oh Lord, we do pray for our brothers and sisters who are in prison, wherever they're in prison all over the world, because they love you. And ask that at this Christmas time they will know your peace. And we pray that, Lord, you will be merciful to this world. Oh, Lord, in a world that people have left you and are lost and dark without you, we have no, we have no right to ask that you will bring peace. We pray that you will be merciful. We pray that you will help the people of Ukraine. We pray that you will give them peace. We pray that there will be a hunger amongst those who don't know you to know true peace, not just ceasing from war. But Lord, we pray that you will bring warfare to cease there and in the many other parts of the world where there is conflict. Oh Lord, we, we do pray for those who are brought up in conflicts that they, they just have no control over. Oh, Lord, do, do be with them, we pray. And as we come to you as, as individuals, oh, Lord, you, you know our lives. You know that some of us are full of joy and excitement. Others us, of us are feeling conflict and pain. Oh, Lord, we pray that you will help us most of all, to know peace with you. Oh, Lord, we thank you that you're good, that you're in control, and that you're a forgiving God, and that you welcome people, and that you promise 
that everyone who comes to you will be welcomed into your family. <coughs> oh Lord, we pray that you'll help us to grasp the privileges, that the goodness, the love that you have to people who really don't deserve it. Oh Lord, we pray that we'll be giving and forgiving people. We pray that as many of us meet with families, that there will be a time of joy and enjoyment and kindness and love. And Lord, we pray you'll keep us from the temptations to be selfish and grumpy. And we pray that you will be with those who are in pain, those who are suffering, those who are lonely. Oh Lord, that they might know your peace. And Lord, we do thank you that you bring true satisfaction. And Lord, we pray that you'll help John as he speaks to us from your word. We pray that we will have an appetite to know that spirit of the man that we'll be reading about and the joy that you brought to him. Amen. So we're going to sing again. And then after that, Luke's going to be reading the passage that John's going to be speaking to us from. So we're going to sing, Look to the Skies as a Celebration. Let's sing as the music starts.
Our second reading is uh, from Luke chapter 2, and we're reading from verse 25. If you're following a church Bible, that's page 857. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God, and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles, and for glory to your people Israel. And his father and his mother marveled at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall of ri and rising of many in Israel, and for a sign that is opposed. And a sword will pierce through your own soul also, so that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. And there was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years, having lived with her husband seven years from when she was a virgin, and then as a widow until she was eighty-four. She did not depart from the temple, worshipping with fasting and prayer night and day. And coming up at that very hour, she began to give thanks to God and to speak of him to all who were waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. Thank you. We're going to sing again before John comes and speaks to us from that uh, passage. So we're going to be singing, O little town of Bethlehem, how still we see thee lie, above thy deep and dreamless sleep, the silent stars go by.
Well, the build-up to Christmas is um, a time of waiting, a time of waiting. And our title this morning is, The Waiting is Over. The Waiting is Over. And we're going to look at that in four ways, and I'm hoping the children will help uh, unscramble their headings. We've got a children's talk this morning. The idea is that you sort of switch on and tune in to, to what I'm going to be saying this morning. So if you'd usually be down here at the front, uh, do, do look out for unscrambling the letters and help us through. We're going to look at it in four ways. The waiting is open for... Anyone tell us the first... Uh, you've got to unscramble the, word, the letters after the four... It's probably the most difficult one first, page. Let's have a look. Okay, the waiting is over for children. The waiting is over for children this morning. Now, I don't know how far back, children, you've been counting um, towards Christmas. Maybe you've had an, an advent calendar, and so you've been counting through the, months of, through the month of December. Um, I... This week we got one of these from uh, the factory shop. There you go. Waited until the end of the week, and they're going for 59p. <laughs> and it's a, a countdown all through December. Okay, so you can count the days and work out, and you're, as you're waiting for Christmas to come, you're counting the days down, you can move it across each day. This one says, Merry Christmas, Katie. So... Katie's not spelled quite right, but there's a Katie here. So you can have it at the end, Katie, for next year to help you count down for Christmas. So there is a waiting for Christmas. There's websites which count down the days towards Christmas, which tell you how many sleeps you've got before Christmas. In the Philippines, they have uh, the longest countdown. They start their countdown or their sense that Christmas has arrived from the Burr months. So from September onwards, you can wish somebody Merry Christmas in the Philippines. So that would be weird, wouldn't it? Going back to school in September, seeing your friends and saying Happy Christmas. But that's how it is in the Philippines as they count down, what is it, three and a half months till Christmas. Children waiting for Christmas. Perhaps you knew what you might get and you were looking forward to seeing the present. Perhaps this morning you saw the shape and you thought, yeah, I know just what that's, just know what, what that's inside that wrapping paper. So you went to bed, maybe excited last night. Maybe you were up early before the sun, and the presents were opened, or maybe for some soon they will be if it's this afternoon, and hopefully you're pleased with some of the things that you've got, and also some of the things that you have given, and the waiting is over, Christmas at last is here, the countdown is done, it's time for presents, it's time for family fun, it's time together, it's time for better things as well, and the waiting is over. So that's one obvious aspect about waiting being over for children 
as I approach Christmas. But in the Bible verses that we had read for us this morning, we find that the waiting is over for some others, and they're not youngsters. So we're going to move on next to this one. The waiting is over for Nimos. What's that? What's that unscramble as? Simeon, thank you. There we go. The waiting is over for Simeon. I didn't mean you to get that yellow block, so we'll go back to that in a minute. The waiting is over for Simeon. So this man is a, a righteous and devout man. He's taught by the Holy Spirit. And we find out also that this man was a man who was waiting. Verse 25, we had read to us in Luke 2, now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon and this man was righteous and devout waiting for the consolation of Israel. This was a man who was waiting, waiting for the consolation of Israel. Now we often talk about consolation as sort of Little things that just make you feel a little bit better, don't we? A, a consolation prize. If somebody's got the, the big prizes and the runs-up prize and everyone else gets a, a little sticker or something as a consolation prize. Or we talk about a, a consolation goal. You, you've let six in, but you get one at the end and, and it's a consolation goal. But the word here is much bigger than that. This is not a small, uh, sort of small thing. It doesn't really matter. This is a big thing. It's actually the word comfort. It's something that gives great cheer. And I think this man, Simeon, well, I think he knew Isaiah 40, which starts off like this. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Anticipating the great time of comfort which was coming when good news would be brought as a message to the people, when God would be with them. He was waiting for the comfort of Israel, for the fulfilment of these promises of sins being dealt with and paid for. He was waiting for a gift. It was not under a tree, but it was the gift of a saviour, the gift of a leader. It is the Lord's Christ, as it says in the passage I don't know how long he waited. I suspect it wasn't just the days of Advent or even the Burr months. I think he's probably been waiting for years, possibly decades. He's a, an older man now and God had said to him that he wouldn't die until he's seen the Lord's Christ. Uh, Joseph and Mary have taken Jesus to the temple. It's a little bit like a, a naming ceremony, a time of giving thanks, but it was more than that. It was especially devoting the firstborn to the Lord. Uh, and that day, at that time, the Spirit moved this man Simeon to come to the temple. He was, if you like, an unexpected guest at the proceedings. 
and he sees the young couple and the, the young child Jesus and they allow him to hold the baby, to cradle the baby, baby. And as he does so, he can't but praise God. And this is what he says as he bursts out in praise. Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. The waiting was over. What had arrived? Well, according to his outburst of praise, Salvation had arrived. For my eyes have seen your salvation. The Saviour is here. Joseph had been told to call him Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. The shepherds had been told of the good news that was born to them a day today, a Saviour who is Christ the Lord. Humanity was going to be rescued and the Saviour had arrived. Light had come. You know, he hadn't been to a candlelit carol service, this Simeon, but I think he knew the Isaiah prophecy that the people who sit in darkness have seen a great light. He knew it was for all people, for the Gentiles, for the non-Jews, for the, for the vast people groups around the world. And that those whose life was in darkness, a darkness of guilt, a darkness of hopelessness, a darkness of cluelessness, a light had come. The waiting was over. And he talks in his outburst of praise of glory coming. Something to shout about. Something to be pleased about. Something substantial and weighty. The centre point, if you like, of human history. God's favour and presence had returned and come. He probably knew of Ezekiel and all those picture language of the glory departing. Uh, and knowing that at some point, by God's wonderful love, that glory would return. And now that has happened, glory has come. And he now feels that he can leave the stage of life. He feels at peace. Do you feel at peace and pleased and content at Christmas? after your gifts. You know, sometimes, I don't know if this is the case for, for, for children here, but sometimes you can, you can get so looking forward into your, your getting your presents and so pleased to get them open that there's almost an anticlimax at the end, isn't there? You think, well, isn't there another one to open? Is it all finished? But sometimes if you get what you really want, well, you just sit down happy at last. You, you got it. It's what you were wanting and now you have it and you can sort it out and you can play with it and it's yours. The wait is over. And Simeon felt a peace like that. He felt ready for the end of his life. 
Maybe some of you have been looking at this Advent book. A few of us have. This is how it's put in this Advent book. I thought this was good. When Simeon says he's ready to die, it's the opposite of hopelessness. His hopes have been so entirely fulfilled that he's happy to surf this wave wave of joy straight into the heavenly life without delay. Well, if we take the Christmas news to heart, if we receive God's gift, we too can have a settled peace. You can have a settled peace. Even in the face of the end of our lives. You may feel that life is going quickly. We've had another Christmas here, another year over. You, You may wonder how many you've got. It's unlikely that everyone here or or watching this morning is going to be around next year. Life is passing. But if you know what Simeon knew, if you know the gift that has come, if that gift is received by you, you can feel ready to face the end of your life. If you're a little bit older, maybe you count yourself as older and you're here this morning or you're watching on, this is a good one for you this morning, that in the older years, you can know a peace facing uncertain future and the end of your life. The waiting's over for children, for Simeon. Right, there's a couple of words that need decoding there. Who's going to help us with those? Uh, have a hand up. Hmm. Yep, thank you. Okay, let's have a look. The waiting is over for Anna and her friends. So this is lady, Anna, and she's got a network of friends. I think if it was today, it might be a WhatsApp group. And I think the different members of that WhatsApp group, uh, maybe it might be called something like the, the waiting group, the waiting group. There were people of faith who believed God's promises. They're described in verse 38 as those who were waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. So what might have been some of the messages on that group chat? Been reading Micah 5 this morning. When will he come? Things are so dark, I can't wait for God to come and show himself. Maybe more personal. I've done so much wrong in my life. I hope I live to see the day where the person comes to pay the price for sins. We need a redeemer, the one promised long ago. I wonder if the, the WhatsApp groups, one of their favourite verses might be in Isaiah. It comes twice in Isaiah. Here's 35 verse 10. And the ransomed or the redeemed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing. Everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. They shall obtain gladness and joy and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. I can't wait for that. Anna was especially devoted to God. She was a prophetess, actually. 
Uh, she was at least in her 80s, depends on how you understand it, possibly quite a bit older than that. Been a widow for a long time. So she must have had a lot of hardship and a lot of loneliness, but she's still a, a, a woman of faith in her older years. Uh, she was in the temple most of the time, morning and evening actually, uh, worshipping, praying. She was so, so, so committed that she often went without food in order to pray. Uh, Anna was a, a lady in waiting. Been a lot about the Queen's former lady, lady in waiting in the news recently. Well, Anna was a, a lady in waiting of a different sort. She wasn't waiting on the Queen, she was waiting for the King of Kings. Well, Anna comes to the temple um, just at the time that Mary and Joseph were there. Another, ex un another unexpected guest in the proceedings. And she immediately knew that the baby was the saviour. I don't know how. Do you know how? Maybe she overheard Simeon and what he said. Maybe because she was a prophetess, God revealed it directly to her own heart and mind. Well, you imagine what she would have put on the WhatsApp group if she had one. It would be the message of all messages on that group. It would be in capitals. There would be lots of emojis. There would be a sort of, a, 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 there would be a happy sign and there would be party poppers and there would be prayer signs following the message that went out from Anna as she'd seen the baby. But she doesn't have a WhatsApp. She does give thanks to God and then she heads off round her network. She knows the doors and she starts to knock on them and perhaps they start to tell each other and word gets round, if you like, the waiting group. And what's the message that she tells as she knocks on the doors? The Redeemer has come. I've seen him. God has remembered us. Our prayers have been answered. The Saviour is here. I have to change the name of the WhatsApp group. It's no longer the waiting group. The wait was over. It's like Paul says in Galatians 4 and verse 4, but when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law. So the waiting was over for Anna and her friends as they looked for a redeemer, a rescuer, somebody who would save from sin, somebody who would pay the price. Got one left. I said there were four this morning. The waiting is over for... Hmm, not quite so many letters. Two words there. A little bit shorter to finish. For us. What a good note to end on, eh? The waiting is over for us. The Bible says now is the accepted time, now is the day of salvation. Maybe you've been a, a sort of lady in waiting, a man in waiting, you've been looking for something that you so need. Maybe like Simeon, it's, it's peace. You so want to 
have a deep peace in your life. You want to end your days with peace about the future. Is that, is that like you? You're waiting, if you like, needing, desperate for, eager for peace. Maybe, maybe it's light. You feel the dimness of your life. Uh, you've done wrong and it, it gets you down. Your past haunts you because of the mistakes you've made and how unkind you've been to others for how much you've kicked God out of your life. You want forgiveness and you want to go forward in God's way. You've been sort of waiting, if you like, for that to change. Maybe it's, maybe it's glory. You want something substantial in your life, something that's really meaningful, something that's true, something that's weighty, something to rejoice in and shout about, something that reveals God, something that answers the things that really need answering. Maybe you're like Anna and her friends. You want to be rescued from what you've done wrong. You want to go on in life on a, a new footing. You want somebody to deal with the things that you've done wrong, the judgment you deserve and which is hanging over you. And you're eager and you're waiting and you want these things resolved. And the message this morning is that the waiting is over. The waiting can be over. I know there's other sorts of waiting in life that carry on. There's other sorts of waiting that carry on in the Christian life. But these deep-seated needs can be resolved because of what we're thinking about this morning. The waiting is over. Jesus has come. The Prince of Peace has come. The one who can bring lasting comfort and the grounds for lasting comfort and consolation has come. The Lord of glory has come. The light of the world has come. The Redeemer has come. We remember his coming at Christmas. But of course in his life it culminates at the cross where on the cross he dies instead of others paying the price for others taking their sin and guilt and judgment so that with the coming of saviour of the saviour there is salvation and rescue he achieves peace with god the curtain gets pulled as he dies on the cross saying that the way is open and there is peace with God. The waiting is over. Your waiting can be over. The price for sin is paid. So the waiting is over for us. At the end of waiting, a gift is received. Now I don't know what it's like in your household, Maybe you're one of these households that just open them frantically. You know, you've got a, a pile for each person and sort of the whistle blows, if you like, and you just un undo them all and all your presents are there. Maybe you're dignified and, and controlled and you say, well, now it's mum's turn for a present and now it's dad's turn and, and you go round. I don't know how it happens. But a, a gift is received. It's no longer under the tree. It's now your gift. 
And the gift of Jesus is to be received. Received by believing and trusting in him as your saviour, renouncing trust in yourself and trusting him. is received by following him, turning away from living for yourself and instead having him as Lord. And when you receive Jesus Christ as saviour and as Lord, then in so many massive ways, the waiting is over. So the waiting for Christmas Day is over this morning and I really hope and pray that in a personal way so many of us would have found that our waiting for these deep needs of a saviour and redeemer is also over. I'm going to pray now and then we'll sing our last song. Lord, we thank you for what we've just uh, been thinking of, the way the waiting for Simeon and the waiting for Anna and her friends were so resolved by the coming of Jesus. We think of it on this day, which has been a day waited for by so many, especially the children. We pray that in a personal way, we may know our waiting over as, we, as it dawns on us that Jesus is the great rescuer who we need. Lord, speak to us personally in our hearts and bring us to that repentance and faith, we pray. Amen. Joy has dawned is what we're going to sing now. Joy has dawned upon the world, promised, anticipated, from salvation, from creation. God's salvation now unfurled, hope for every nation. Let's sing our last song through.
Father, we have many good things to enjoy at a time like this, on a day like this. But we think of the way in which Simeon had peace and was ready to go. We think of the way in which he burst out in praise. We think of the way in which Anna gave thanks to you and had a message to pass on. And we pray that as we think on these things, that our reaction may be similar to those people. And we ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen.